Oh, hi. Thanks for hitting play on the Melbourne Digest podcast. What an absolute legend you are. But enough of me saying lots of good things about you and time for more food chat. Now cue that jazzy intro music. something that we don't see a lot of in Australia? Chippies, or mushy peas, or curry sauce. Luckily, Northern Soul owners Jess and Joe are filling this hole and bringing UK-style fish and chips and all of the added extras to Australia, while adding a little Melbourne twist. Moving from a caravan food truck to their very own store in St Kilda, Jess and Joe are just getting started. But before we get to that, first we talk ultimate comfort foods. I would say Indian for sure. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> Indian food, like all of it. It's just so delicious. And it's just something that we've, that's always been my comfort food, I reckon. Mm. What about you, Joe? Yeah, same. Well, when, when Jess and I met, um, I'm from a town that has like an abundance of Indian food, like English style Indian oh. restaurants. So, but, yeah, when I first took Jess there, I just basically took her to all the best ones. And then, yeah, we sort of both just love it ever since. I'm Jess and I'm from Northern Seoul and we started in 2013 with a food truck. I'm Joe, yeah, also co-owner of Northern Seoul and yeah, we're here now in St Kilda sharing the love of fish and chips. <laughs> Can you tell me what is Northern Seoul and how did it all get started? Tell me the story of uh, how you got to where you are today. It started when Joe and I went on holidays to Tasmania and we just had this fish and chips and it just just didn't wasn't what we what we had at home really mm. and we just saw a little bit of a gap in the market and we thought we might as well give it a go like and ever since then we've just been full-on going forward trying to make it happen so I guess like let's paint the picture you had this fish and chips and what do you imagine fish and chips should be and what was this fish and chips actually like well, we sat on this pier in Tasmania and it was the last day of our holiday before we went back to Melbourne. And we thought, oh, we'll kick off, uh, you know, finish the holiday with a bang, like sit on the pier at the beautiful water and, you know, just have a nice feed. And yeah, we just, back home, it was, it's just so, like, it's such a nostalgic thing that you grow up with, like, you know, specifically in like um, the outskirts of cities and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, just having like all the sides, the curry sauce, the mushy peas, uh, like heaps of salt and vinegar on your food and yeah and this was the, the one we tasted just didn't seem very fresh and it just made it just like sparked an idea in us thinking like so let's give it a go <laughs> so it's actually like on the plane on the way back we got ourselves a little notebook and we were just thinking of random names that we could think it and we had some like terrible ones joe joe was really keen on lend me your rod for some reason <laughs> which didn't really click with me and yeah. I came up with Northern Soul because I was initially thinking like souls in the fish, but then we thought about Northern Souls in the music culture. And then it like sparks off loads of different ideas, like in my brain, like the design and like how we could like incorporate that in the brand as a whole. So yeah, that was really where that started. And then we just really clung on to the concepts and then just came up with lots of other ideas with that and just went for it really. Yeah, it's like a culture that was in England in like the 1970s. 
And it basically it was like the first nightclub culture where they'd like stay up super late and have clubs that ran all night and like people wear crazy clothing and dance. And yeah, and it just seemed relevant at the time from where we're from in the UK to sort of bring some sort of like old school vibe to the idea as well. Where are you both from in the UK? Jess is from a place called Rochdale, which is like north of Manchester. Mm -hmm. I'm from just under Manchester, which is a place called Trafford. So then you came back to Melbourne, you had this great idea, you had the great brand. And I'm right in thinking you started this off initially as a food truck, not as a kind of bricks and mortar store. So we were just, well, after we came back from Tasmania, we actually were going back to England as well, just to go and see our family. And we were just on, on Facebook in the airport. And there was like this advert for like a fish and chip workshop at the voted the world's best chippy in England. And we were like, oh, is this a, it must be a sign. So we went to Yorkshire and did this fish and chip workshop for the day and just watched these fellas like make fish and chips in their shop. Mm -hmm. And it just gave us like a really good overview of like what, what we need to do because we literally had no idea what we were doing. We just liked the idea of it. And it just happened that we fell across this thing. And yeah, it gave us a really good overview on what we needed to concentrate on if we wanted to make it happen. And then when we got back, we bought an old caravan and we spent 15 months um, <laughs> making it into a food truck so that was um that was a lot of work as well had you ever done anything like that before or it was kind of like a watching youtube on how to turn a carrot yeah, exactly. it was 90 percent watching youtube yeah <laughs> yeah but we were working full-time as well at the same at the, at the time so we were just doing it when we finished work and then on the weekends we'd do that but 15 months it took but it was it was a big learning curve and it really got us invested in the project because we'd already spent so much money on all the stuff and invested so much time we just knew that we had to make it work. Were your careers beforehand had you worked in the food industry or like you know you'd said you'd gone and done this course in Yorkshire and we're learning a lot about this was some of this familiar to you or it was very much like a, this is a totally new adventure for us? Oh, I, I just knew that the food was missing in Melbourne. I'd never been chef or anything. I'm actually an electrician by trade. Um, and Jess is an interior designer. But Jess has worked in Michelin Star Kitchens back home in a place called Ludlow. Oh, that was when I was about 16. I was making biscuits in like a Michelin <laughs> Star restaurant. But that also gave me, a, you know, a little bit of an overview. And like everything you do, like you learn things from everywhere you go. It doesn't matter what you do. That's yeah. what we've learned, I reckon. Mainly it was the simplicity of the food as well. Like we knew it wasn't going to be rocket science to make it, but we just wanted to make it in that specific way that people from the UK are used to. 15 months later, you got this caravan up and running. And where were you taking it? Were you doing like the food truck stores? Were you going to markets? Were you doing events? Or were you just going anywhere and everywhere? Um, so the first thing we ever did was a little bit adventurous, but <laughs> we decided to do a pitch festival in the Grampians, which is like a huge music festival. And we thought that would be a good idea to start off our first ever venture with a caravan. It wasn't, you know, it was a very steep learning curve because we got it completely wrong. Like we bought <laughs> probably five times too much food. We spent way too much money. We got in loads of debt. But at the same time, it was like the most valuable thing we ever did yeah. because we learned so much of what not to do. So... Yeah, we started with that and then we came back with loads of stock. So we were like, what, what are we going to do with this? So um, we decided to make sausage rolls because, well, basically we lived opposite Loon in Fitzroy, the, um, the croissant shop. And every morning they were there from like three o'clock in the morning making these pastries. So I think subconsciously we were thinking about that. 
And then we just decided to make sausage rolls. So mm. we did that and that was the first thing, and that was during COVID as well. So we were going out and delivering these sausage rolls to people. We went to the Mornington <laughs> Peninsula and delivered some sausage rolls. We went north side, south side. And that yeah. kind of gave us a little bit of a following as well, which was a good start for us, really. Just a whopping big esky in the back of the car, full of sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so, they yeah, must that have been good sausage rolls, though. They've gone all over Melbourne. Well, <laughs> we just wanted to do it. Like, there's, a, there's actually a chain bakery in the UK called Greg's, and we just wanted to make them similar to that, like just big, long, just like traditional style, like pork, you know, just with like old school spices in. Yeah, and we just managed to get our hands on this, like, on this butcher that's an Irish butcher, and he managed to get us this sausage that we really liked. And then, yeah, people seemed to start, you know, drawing to it, and the orders were coming in. So it started, uh, yeah, it was quite funny, really. How did we go from being in a food caravan to then having a now actual bricks and mortar store in St Kilda? It was kind of when we were parked up at Elstonwick um, Hotel car park during COVID. And I think it was it was so busy. It was it was really hard to like kind of keep up with prepping everything in the van and getting out of that little tiny space. And then one day the a guy, Liam from the fifth province, he came up to us and asked us if we wanted to um, like do a little takeover in his kitchen. So we did that. And I kind of think that real made us realize that, you know, everything would be so much easier if we had a proper kitchen. And, you know, everywhere has uh, had a place and we weren't dragging things around everywhere. So that was one of the main reasons, I reckon. Mm. And also just, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Like we'd, we'd kind of got to a point where we couldn't really do any more because we had a little, we were so limited by space. Mm. We just thought it was like kind of the next step for us to do that. So yeah, we're, this is where we are now. Also a mixture of like struggling to find anywhere to put it as well. We actually spent like two months um, at the beginning of 2021, like, you know, just after the first lockdown, I think it was. Or, but yeah, we spent so long on Google Maps just trying to find like patches of grass or car parks or whatever. And we just weren't getting very far. So yeah, that was that was another reason for thinking about the shop and just getting somewhere small that we can like, you know, make our own. And yeah, so it's at 6, six Inkerman Street in St. Kilda. So it's opposite like the Barclay Hotel Backpackers, like on the big intersection. And yeah, we're open only at the weekends at the moment because we're just in the process of finding more staff to help us out. But yeah, we're planning to open around five days a week and for breakfast as well. And we're in the process of getting our liquor license too. So yeah, we want to turn it into a bit more of an all round thing, you know, like and maybe we've been looking at some potential land as well behind the shop that we might be able to turn into a sort of garden, put some seats in there and just turn it into more of an all round vibe, I suppose. And if someone came to Northern Seoul, give us a little bit of a rundown of what's on the menu. Some of these things are probably quite foreign to people in Australia where they're like a mushy pea, what's mushy peas? Yeah, I think we kind of just base the menu off what we have at home. Like it's just the fish is like really light. The batter on the fish is like quite light and crispy and all the chips are hand cut. Obviously, we have salt, lots of salt and vinegar on it. We have mushy peas. We have curry sauce and gravy. And it's just everything that, that we used to get from our local chippy that on a Friday night when we were at home. So that's kind of the model that we were kind of basing ourselves off. But at the same time, we want to keep in tune with like Melbourne at the same time. So the chippies at home are quite greasy and like, you know, not greasy, but they're quite big, but we kind of want to put like a Melbourne spin on it and make it a little bit more, you know, young and fresh. That's kind of our concept. Is there something on the menu that's a real bestseller? 
Yeah, just the, the plain old fish and chips, I think is the best seller. Um, we've been getting this beautiful hake from New Zealand at the moment. Yes, yeah, we, we love it. It's like we're trying to find like a mixture of cod and haddock, something very similar to that, which is what everyone eats in the UK. Yeah, just trying to find something that's like sweet, flaky and light. And that seems to be seems to be very popular at the moment. Yeah. Um, we were using rockling before that. And yeah, this, this hake just seems to be... Uh, favorite for a lot of people right now so it's, it's doing very well yeah and yeah also the the sausages on the menu like we we just make it's literally a battered sausage but people go mad for them the irish massive fans of the sausages <laughs> so yeah and, and like the curry sauce so everyone's like dipping the bad goods into the curry sauce it basically just ends up into a big pile of slop <laughs> but, yeah, it's that comforting, nostalgic feel that we're trying to go for that people are used to, like when back home on a Friday night in the rain, they used to sit in the car with all the paper unwrapped and just go to town on it, you know? Um, I think as well, you know, there's such a big population of English people in Australia that that nostalgia must be so nice. And I think maybe especially after the last couple of years, where I guess you haven't been able to go home, if you can bring some of that here, it must have really resonated with some people. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely one thing that we always tried to keep in mind when we was doing stuff. Like, even when we were in the caravan during lockdown, it felt nice being able to give something to do on a on a Saturday or a Sunday if you could just walk to the van and chill there for a bit and get some food. It felt nice to be able to do that. So, yeah, we like catering for people and making sure people have a nice time whilst they're there as well. What about, I guess, you know, you were saying that there isn't really something like this in Melbourne, that this kind of idea of something that's so prevalent in the UK and is just everywhere and is very much part of a Friday night activity doesn't seem to really exist here. So did you notice some kind of quite major food cultural differences between here and the UK and how we approach like that Friday night takeaway or um, any approach to food really? Yeah, I mean, Melbourne has got an abundance of food, like everybody knows that, like you can literally get everything. But British food didn't seem to really exist here. We know, like I was saying earlier, a few people have tried it in St Kilda before. I'm not sure what happened to them. I think there was a few problems and they had to close down. So, yeah, we just wanted, we just saw like that uh, gap in the market and thought, you know, like we want to bring this style to Melbourne. It's not that Melbourne, Melbourne has got amazing food. But we just thought of the simplicity of this food and what people would miss from home and thought it could definitely work down in St Kilda for sure. What's your order if you're at home and going to your local? Fish, chips and curry sauce, I reckon, would be mine. <laughs> I would always get um, the, the place at the end of my street was like a Chinese-owned fish and chip shop. So they would always incorporate Chinese dishes into there. So I'd, I would always have like fried rice with it as well. So I'd have like half chips, fried rice and a massive sausage on top, pour the sauce all over it. And then I dip the prawn crackers in that as well and everything like that. It's just like a big mix of all of it, really, to be honest. <laughs> Put it all in. We're going to slowly start introducing, like, other parts of British food into our menu as well, like the Anglo-Indian kind of culture and the Anglo-Chinese kind of culture where chip shops originate from around where we live. So we're going to start doing that as well because it's not just fish and chips, which is British. It's all kinds of different cultures from around the UK, which are, you know, a part of British food as a whole. So we're going to start doing that as well. So, yeah, we've got lots of plans to come in the future. Well, I think the music comes into it a lot as well. I was doing like a speaker job before this, like setting up speaker festival systems. And, yeah, I just thought like if we could create a venue that could be a bit more dynamic and you could use it for other purposes, so, you know, we put a whopping big set of speakers in there. We plan to start filming some like music 
in there, DJ sets and bands and stuff like that. That's that's how the whole Northern Soul brand fits into it, you know, like because it was one of the biggest dance movements in the UK that's ever existed, really. Yeah, we kind of see it as like a starting point and like I, I feel like we can use like the Northern Soul brand for so many other things. So that's what me and Joe are always doing. We just love to like design things and create things. So we just don't want to stop evolving into different things. Once we get this part nailed, then we're going to start something else as well, I reckon. Because yeah. we can't stop because we'll get bored. <laughs> <laughs> it must be so exciting, though, to have this space now where you can actually do stuff like this. You know, you've got this base that you could do heaps, especially if you get that space out the back. It'll be amazing. Yeah, it's a great space. Well, yeah, it took a lot of work to get it to where it was. It was literally just an empty room and pretty happy with where it is right yeah, now. Yeah, we're kind of at a point now where... We, we've done all the like the creative part of it and now we're kind of learning how to build like a profitable business which are, we've never done before ever what at the same time as working in there as well so that's the kind of where we're at, at the moment so when once we're kind of over this hurdle we're excited to go, go and do more things as well we just want people to know that yeah we've got a lot more to give i think and this little shop is kind of just the start for us i think we want to build like a melbourne enterprise of different cultures that you know melbourne hasn't really seen before so that's that's the grand plan anyway so yeah that's what we're excited about most and yeah just just sharing the love of the british style fish and chips to every culture as well like we've got a lot of australian people coming in the shop now which we absolutely love and we're trying to give them a bit of a taste of what, what we're trying to create getting where we want to be now so it's it's really nice to feel like that you know yeah. It's yeah. only when you look back and see what you've done that you realise how far you've come. It's nice to realise that now. Let's have a little discussion now about your four favourite food destinations in Melbourne that you have very wonderfully given to me. So yeah. let's start off with the first one, which you've chosen is bakery, and you've actually chosen two, which because I'm a lovely person, I'll... I'll <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i know look choosing just four places is hard let alone one for each category why uh babka and loon your favorite melbourne bakeries um well i suppose uh loon was kind of like the catalyst from where we started with the sausage rolls and stuff like that and we used to live like directly opposite it so we always used to, used to look through the window and watch them every morning <laughs> doing the thing that kind of really like resonated with us and we we just really admired how much passion they put into one product mm -hmm. which is kind of something that we want to take on board with our food as well like we don't want to go too crazy but we just really want to perfect what we do so that was kind of why we chose that one because we just admire what they do mm -hmm. and babka is kind of is a bakery close by in Fitzroy as well but the food is just so fresh and like they make everything in the in-house and again like that's kind of what we want to try and do as well so that's why we chose them too friendly stuff in there the coffee's amazing mm. you know there's like heaps of them in there making things from like 5 a.m and you just see them all like working so hard the bread yeah it's just unbelievable products as well you know like loonies obviously like so like jess said it's so like precision made food that's like so clean and then babka is like kind of the other side like rustic russian bakery that's been going for years so like we appreciate places like that more now we've had the other side of it yeah we've <laughs> seen how hard it could actually be uh that must have been torture living opposite loon and just smelling those <laughs> bakery. oh my god i don't know how you did that yeah we used to wake yeah. up to the smell croissants every day i think yeah it's a good thing to wake up to though there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely worse things all right and your second choice here was ultimate 
hangover food in Melbourne, which very good choice. You've chosen Bell's Hot Chicken. So mm-hmm. give us a rundown on what Bell's Hot Chicken is, why it really hits the spot after a big night. I suppose I'm more of the greasy fried food kind of passionate guy <laughs> compared to Jess. She still loves it, but I just love spicy food as well. And the fact that you can go in there and choose your spice level and just, you know, you can get it extremely spicy if you want. And then they, they use like traditional, like uh, deep self seasonings, you know, like all base seasoning and all that kind of thing. Got amazing dipping sauces. You can like smash the food in gravy like we do. So yeah, we, we saw it as quite a similar thing, but obviously it's, it's from Nashville. We just fell in love with it after that. We used to go like every week. And the beers are really nice and nice wine there and everything. So pretty good. And really also different. from like a design freak point of view, like me, I just love the like the whole branding, like the way they present it. Just it just looks delicious, mm. and the whole brand is just so so strong as a whole. So I like it because of that as well. Yeah, it's honestly a question. <laughs> just stuffing my face with fried chicken when you're hungover is yeah, it's just my ultimate comfort food. To be <laughs> All right, and number three, which we've moved on to, is fast food. Mm-hmm. And you've chosen Shawcross Pizza. It's just got such a unique taste about it, and it's just so delicious. Do you know what yeah, I mean? it's based on New York-style pizza, I think. And, yeah, we, we used to just go out and fish all the time because we lived there, and, you know, after a few beers, you're just like, what can it, you run into the next pub, what can you get? And you just running down the street with this big sloppy slice of pizza and just, yeah, I don't know. And you can go like three times in one night at different yeah, points if you want. Yeah, that's literally what we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of like selling it by the slice, hey? It's just like dipping Yeah, that, that, we yeah. love that. The by the slice vibe is great. It's just so convenient. Like, it's just so tasty as well. Yeah. And very lucky last is restaurant and you've chosen Shudinko Ramen. But tell us about it. Why do you love it? What do you order? You're, what do you get, the black ramen all the time? I always get the, the black ramen, which has like a shellfish broth in it. And um, yeah, we used to be the French guy and he basically went on a massive night out. And then Shizinko was always open like super late. So he went there one time and sent us a video of his eating, eating this ramen, which we'd never tried before. And he was, his, his eyes just lit up like nothing I've ever seen. So we went there the next day and just fell in love with it. And it's just, you, you could see him, I'm not sure they do it anymore. You could see him making the noodles out the back in the noodle press. And, uh, you know, you could see that yeah, these huge pots of broth had probably been on for, like, hours and hours. It just tasted so fresh and, it, you know, it was clean. It felt, felt like it didn't feel unhealthy to eat. So, yeah, we always go there when we're in the city just for, you know, if we're not super hungry, just for a quick feed and maybe a beer or a bit of sake or something like that. It's just a nice little vibe in there too. Very cozy. I just love how like, they celebrate their culture in there as well. Like Yeah, they greet you in Japanese and, you know, and I mean, you're not the only ones that think like that, but there used to be a line, you know, like out the door down the street to get yeah. ramen, like crazy. <laughs> so this is the bit where I usually tell you where you can find our fabulous guest that you've just fallen in love with. But this time, I think Jess and Joe do it better. So? And we're open Friday, Saturday and Sunday at the moment. Friday, uh, 3 till 9, Saturday, 12 till 3, and then 4 till 8. And the same on Sunday, so 12 till 3, 4 till 8. But, yeah, come and say hello if yeah, you're ever in St Kilda. You can follow us on Instagram as well, Northern Soul on Facebook as well. Come and say hello. 